0: If you're looking for ways to prioritize your health and fitness, run more efficiently, understand food, and somehow fit it all into a fun and family-centered life, you're in the right place.
1: This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running.
0: Welcome to episode number 14 of the Real Life Runners podcast. We are your hosts, Angie and Kevin Brown. And it's December now, so we are starting to roll towards the end of the year here. And we're starting to think about, you know, um, how this year went, what next year is going to look like. So we thought today would be a good day to talk about the topic of goal setting.
1: Everybody likes goal setting, especially as you get closer and closer to January 1st. Isn't that when you set all the giant goals for your year that you give up on on January 2nd?
0: (laughs) I think most people make it to like January 7th or 8th, you know? It
1: depends on the goal. It depends on how much you care about that goal.
0: Yeah. I used to love when we were, you know, members of the Y and we would, you know, we would be the ones that were there, you know, consistently five, six days a week. And then January 1st of every year... For like that, a good two to three weeks after the beginning of the year, the gym was just packed and you could not get a treadmill. It was just so, there were so many people there. And it was so annoying, but you knew it was just going to last a couple of weeks and that most of those people would then fall Fall oh, you, by the wayside. Oh, you
1: can always get a treadmill in February. Yeah. That's that's a great time. And that's when they start running promotions to try and keep everybody in there. Yeah. But the most people are gone.
0: Yeah, and I mean at the time, like it annoyed me and made me happy when they all went away. But now, I mean, thinking about it, it kinda makes me sad though too, because it's like know, I want people to be healthy. That's obviously one of the reasons we started this podcast is to try to spread, you know, um, that message and help people to, you know, adopt a healthier lifestyle and get on a healthier path for their life. So it's really kind of sad the way that, you know, people set goals for themselves or New Year's resolutions and then just kind of let them fall by the wayside as life kind of gets in the way.
1: I I agree. You know, it's it's nice to have the crowd and, and see so many people caring so much about their health, but um at the same time, get off my treadmill.
0: <laughs> You're going to stick there. All right, I guess I'm the optimist in this episode. All right. So, the whole purpose of setting goals, and I mean there's a ton of different purposes. There's a whole, a whole host of really, really good reasons to set goals. But I mean, ultimately, if you don't set a goal, how do you know whether or not you've succeeded?
1: Uh, That's a great line. It's one of my favorite takes on goals. Is how do you know that you've made it there if you're not sure where there is? How do you know what the path is if you don't even have an end in sight? There has to be some direction to you, some goal sitting out there that that drives where you're going and why you're going.
0: Right. You know, we like to talk about you know your health journey because I mean the the way it is. In life is, you know, you're always on a journey of trying to make yourself a better person, trying to make yourself healthier, like, you never really get there. I mean, you can achieve goals along the way. But ultimately, it's something that you're going to have to work at for your entire life to be to be healthy. It doesn't just, you don't just achieve health one day and then you can just, you know, let it all go and you'll just stay, stay there.
1: (laughs) I I woke up today and I was healthy. I'm just eating ice cream for the rest of my life. That's just not really how it works. But when you go to make a good goal in, in whatever, you know, let's, let's take the look at at running and, and health goals. When you go to make the goal, there's a few challenges that a lot of people struggle with to make sure that the goal is, is well created. It's something that you're going to actually want to stick with. I I came up with three big challenges when setting a goal. Now, the first one: don't make it so easy that it doesn't push you. You know, it can't be the kind of goal where you're just like, "All right, well, today I'd like to make sure that I drink at least two glasses of water." Like, that's just not going to do much for you.
0: Yeah, that's true. It has to. Um push you to an extent, like out of your comfort zone, like we've talked about in previous episodes, you know, getting outside of your comfort zone, you know, setting goals that are more than you are right now, because what's the point of a goal if you've already achieved it?
1: Yes, that's, that's a really good point. If it's something that you've already accomplished, that's like that your goal then is to stay the same. And you should always be reaching for the next higher step, which kind of is very similar to the second one. Don't make it so easy that it doesn't motivate you. Mm -hmm. Like you want to kind of wake up in the morning and be like, oh man, I got to make sure I'm pushing today. I want to make, because that goal is driving you to try and keep going harder. That goal is out there and you want to get to it. And it has to be important and significant to you.
0: Right. Like, because if it's, if it's too close within your reach, then you're not going to have a lot of motivation to you know really do much to to gain it because it's it's right there it's reachable you can see if you just do you know a B and C I'll, I'll achieve that goal and I'll be good to go but it's not going to necessarily motivate you to keep pushing harder every day or you know I mean you know especially when we're talking about running workouts you know I mean if you have a goal of a 5k you know improving your 5k time and your goal is to improve it by five seconds or 10 seconds I mean depending on what your time is, that could be a very hard goal to achieve. But if you're running, you know, an hour for a 5K, five or 10 second improvement isn't that much of a reach outside of where you currently are.
1: Right. The other part, the other aspect to make sure that it can motivate you is the the fact that it has to have this personal connection to you. Like you have to really want that goal. It can't always be, it can't be thrown on there by someone else. You know, if I want to run a certain time in a 5k, that's great. But if I just throw a time out there for Angie to run in a 5k, that's not necessarily going to motivate her unless that number means something to her, unless that goal is important inside of her.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Make, make it personal, um, personal and meaningful. Absolutely. Um, And number three, don't make it so hard that it doesn't seem reachable. You know, like it can't be too easy that, you know, it doesn't really motivate you. But if a goal is too hard or if it seems too far out of reach, then you're also not going to work hard enough to get there because you're already going to kind of write it off as an unachievable goal. I mean, they've done You know, research studies in psychology about this, you know, that there's this kind of um, fine line. There's this this gray area that you want to live in that you want to set goals that are outside of your comfort zone, but not so far out of your comfort zone that, you know, you just kind of take yourself out of the game, so to speak.
1: Right. You have to hit that sweet spot where it's it's a goal, not this giant, crazy dream that you're never, ever going to achieve. Because if if you've put it so far out there that you can't achieve it, why would you try for it?
0: And I think that, I mean, I mean, I think yes and no. I think that it's good to have like a huge goal, but then what you need to do is you need to break that down into more achievable goals um, that you can then see... That are closer to you and more reachable to you,
1: I love the way you put that. That's fantastic. If you have a goal that's so big that right now it seems almost unachievable, it sh- it can still sit there. Yeah, that just can't be your only goal.
0: It can't be your immediate goal. Like you have to have goals leading up to that. Right Just, you know like the
1: bigger and and farther away your goal is, the harder it is to keep motivated for that like huge amount of time you know if you're running like four and a half hours for a marathon and you'd like to break three hours hooray, what an awesome goal, give it the appropriate timeline and give yourself some steps on how to get there.
0: Yeah. You're not going to go from four and a half hours to under three hours in, you know, three months in,
1: in the standard 12 month training plan. It's right. just not going to work. It's just
0: not going to happen. So I think that, um, but you know, having that big lofty goal, I think there's something to be said about that because a lot of times, goals are scary and goals should be scary. You know I mean? If you say, I want to break three hours and you're currently, you know, running a four and a half hour marathon, which is fabulous. Um, but three, you know, sub three is like a whole different ball game. I mean, if that's your goal, then fabulous. But, um, it should be scary for you to say that, you know, like you should, you should have like a kind of a pit in your stomach and say like, yeah, this is what I want to, this is what I want to achieve. Like, cause you know, that, People say I know that a lot of the stuff that I listen to um, in psych- in the psychology realm of personal development and that kind of thing that you know they say that like fear should be a motivator to you and fear is um, something that basically lets you know that you're moving in the right direction. Like if something seems scary to you, you're probably on the right path. It's just you need to keep going down that direction. You need to start figuring out how, how to keep moving down that path. Um, and don't let fear push you away. Let fear direct you on where you should be going.
1: I I love it. It's so inspiring to hear that one. You know, I, I like the thought on fear that you can't be afraid to try and miss your goal. Yeah. You know, if, if you're, if the goal is too far out there that you're not even going to try for it, then it's, it's too big. You have to accept, my goal is so big, I might have to try... A few times before I'm able to reach it, you know, you gain some of the biggest lessons from putting a huge goal out there and coming up short and being like, "Mm, "What did I do wrong in that thing? What do I need to fix?" And this works for running, this works for life, this works for for everything. Yeah, you know. But I've learned so much more from races that didn't go well. You know, when you have that day where it's just like, "Man, I felt like I was floating on a cloud and there was no pain as I ran." I didn't learn a lot from it because I. I have no idea how I was magically floating on a cloud that day, Yeah, but the days where you're struggling, that's the one where you can go back and figure out what went wrong and how can you improve it and how can you get closer to that goal? How can you break that goal?
0: Yeah, I definitely had both of those moments um, <laughs> yes, in my yes. 5Ks this year. Um, with the the goal that or the race that I ran my PR on Memorial Day, I really did feel like I was running on a cloud. Like I felt great. I was hitting my splits. Like things were great. My goal was to break 27, and I ended up breaking 26. Like I, I dropped over two minutes off of my 5K time. I mean, it was just it was an awesome, awesome race. So then when I was like gearing up for the turkey trot, on Thanksgiving, my goal was to break 25 and I blew up. Like, I don't know what happened, but at like the halfway point, um, like closer really to like the two mile, I mean, I just, I started getting a cramp in my stomach, a side stitch that ended up spreading through my whole stomach. And I was so cramped up. I had to walk multiple times and it was just a horrible race. That last mile was excruciating. And I was so upset at the end and I knew, I mean, I knew I I couldn't have really given it more that day. Like, I gave it everything I had that day. But at the same time, I wanted to go back and analyze what the heck did I do wrong? Did Did I not hydrate properly? Should I have eaten before the race? Should I have not eaten before the race? Should I have eaten something different the night before? Like, what in the world happened that caused that horrendous stomach cramp to occur? And, like, how can I make sure that that does not happen again?
1: Yeah. And I started doing all sorts of research into breathing. And I partially blame dinner the night before for years. But I mean, there's there's a lot of different variables out there that we can check and we can test. And you you can test these out in practice, you know, as as you go through like a, a training program, you're like, oh, I have a hard day why don't I see if eating that for dinner the night before causes the same issue? Cause it's not a race. You know, if you have a bad day at practice, it's not going to be the worst thing that could happen. Whereas you weren't really happy about that race. I saw it. On, I saw it at the finish line. I'm like, Hmm, the girls want to go over and give mom a hug. Maybe we should give mom some space. Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> yes. I was, I was definitely not happy about that race for myself. I was very happy for some of my friends who had great races that day. Um, but for me, me that was that was definitely not a good race and you know I just have to kind of chalk it up to experience because I don't have a lot of racing experience I um, am still really learning how to race and I'm trying to figure out what level I can push my body to like you know did I take the race out too fast did I yeah I mean I was running the pace that I, I thought I was supposed to be running but you know I mean who knows like any given day right I mean part of my issue I think too is that um when I do my training runs, like my speed workout, I do that in the morning and I don't eat anything. And I go out and I do my speed work and then I come home and eat. But
1: That's because your morning runs go at like 5, 5.30 in right, the morning. Right,
0: right. And I don't want to wake up at 3 or 4. But, you know, the race was so late. You know, it was at 7.30 and I knew I was going to wake up at like 5 or 5.30 to make sure that, you know, I – did all my pre-race stuff and, and whatnot, but that's a really big chunk of time. And I thought, well, I would probably be hungry by come race time if I didn't eat anything. So I did, you know, eat something. Maybe that was the wrong thing to eat. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that I need to go about and I don't want to focus too much on this specific thing, but, um, you know, I, I missed my goal that day and it sucked and I was not happy about it, but, Ultimately, I think it's going to make me a better runner in the long run. You know, it's going to help me figure out my body and how to race better, you know, in, in upcoming runs.
1: Right. You you still ran a solid time. Like, given your racing career, and you haven't done a ton of racing. Yeah. Um, and given your racing career, that's just one more learning experience. And you weren't so, – I mean, you – you had that terrible stitch, but you weren't so far off your goal that you couldn't gain something from that. You have to accept that missing fairly close means that your your goal is probably a good one. Yeah. Keep that goal. Like don't don't be like, "Oh, I missed. I should make my goal easier." No, no. Keep your goal there. You just missed that time. You will get it on the next time.
0: Yeah. So, um, let's, let's talk about some, some keys to good goal setting. You know, um, I think that it's important for us to have different goals as we kind of look at our running and we look at, I mean, our life in general, but, um, specifically, let's talk about running first. So. I know you you've told me this before and it was it's something that we've told our cross country kids like to have two different sets of goals. You want to have one set or one goal that is achievable. It's it's difficult, but it's achievable and it's something that you would be very happy with. And then you need a second goal that's going to like be a level above that that you would basically just be ecstatic if you achieve that goal.
1: The the second goal is the tricky one because the second goal is the one where you're just like, ooh, I'm not even sure I want to say this out loud, but uh, I'd like to run a 5K this fast. And then you kind of like, you even hesitate as you say it. You kind of look around and be like, "Mm, I said it out loud. Did anybody actually hear it when I said that? It's the one that everything just falls into place so perfectly smooth and, and you have the race of your life. That's the one. But you have to have that goal so that... If you're having that day and you're hitting off mile after mile so far faster than you're like, I'll be happy with this race plan. You don't get scared because you still know. Oh wait, no, that was the big goal. I'm on pace for the big goal. This is going to happen today, and you don't get you don't get caught off guard.
0: Yeah, and and can I say one more thing too? Is like before my turkey trot, like I I would. I shared my goal race time with a lot of people which was so unlike me because of my fear of failure. Like I've always in my life just been so afraid of failing and let letting other people know that I failed or I didn't achieve something that I wanted to achieve that I've always like I've always set very I'm going to say bland goals, basically. some A lot of my goals throughout my life up until now have been very bland and very beige and very achievable, in my opinion, um, because I knew that I could get them.
1: Beige is an awesome word to describe a poor goal. It's (laughs) been a, it's been a beige goal. (laughs) I love it. But that, I mean, that is really perfect description. Right.
0: I mean, it's, it's what it was. Like I knew uh, whenever I would set a goal for myself, I knew I could achieve it. And I think that that's one of the reasons that I'm not where I want to be right now. I'm not there yet. I'm on the path now. Um, And this past year has been an incredible year for me just personally, the way that I've, you know, developed and my mindset and all sorts of things. But anyway, so before this goal race, I started just throwing it out there and I didn't achieve it. Like I, so I shared it with all these people and then I didn't get my goal and that really, really stunk. But by throwing it out there and putting it out there, I also feel like that made me a real person too, like, because I can't achieve every single goal the first time that I set it, you know, sometimes there's going to be those misses and failures along the way. And I have to, I still have that goal. I mean, that's, that's still my goal for my next 5k. Um, and it's just going to take a little bit more work than I expected to, to achieve it.
1: Yeah, that's uh, your, your miss on that one kind of goes in line with some of the kids we have on the cross country team, like the the new runners where it's like, well, I want to run this fast and then they get it and then, okay, well now I want to run this fast and they get it in their next race. All right, now I want to run this fast and they get it in their next race and they just, they never miss. And it's just like, oh man, at some point in time, they're not going to hit their race. They're going to miss. And what, what's going to happen then? Yeah. And you, and you have to accept, okay, well, it's still my goal I'm still learning from these races and I'm still moving forward. Right. right. So
0: back to back to the keys of setting good goals. I mean, so we talked about that double set of goals, one that's going to make you happy and then one that's even higher than that, that's going to be like your ideal um, goal. Um, number two would be be specific, like to just go out and run well is not really a good goal. Like I'm going to go out and I'm going to run a great race. Like, uh, you know, that's not really a good goal to have because it needs to be more specific than that. Um, And it doesn't have to have a time per se. Like, I mean, it can. Having a time goal is a very, you know, clear and, um, you know, exact way to to measure whether or not you achieved your goal or not. But um, it can be a feeling also. Can you kind of explain that, babe?
1: It needs to be a very clear feeling. You know, how did that race go? When you cross the finish line, I want to have this emotion. Like, not like, I'd like to be satisfied with my race. Be very, very clear. I want to feel exactly like this. I want to feel like I crossed the line knowing that that's how hard I could possibly push my body. And that I was satisfied with what I accomplished that day. I felt strong at mile one. I felt really hard, but that I was still trying at mile two and at mile three, I still had enough to throw at it in a kick. Like that's some good feelings and that's feelings and how you want it to be all the way along the race. You know, I want to complete a marathon is an awesome goal that a lot of people have. And if it's your first marathon, you know, the, the happy level goal might be, I'd like to complete it, but to be Even more specific, I want to complete it and I want to feel good and happy when I cross the line because I've seen some people crossing the finish line and they look like death rolling over the line. It doesn't look like they want to go back and do it again. Cross the finish line with joy on your face and you might want to give it another shot sometime in the future. I, for me personally, next time I'm heading into another race, I want to race a specific part very clearly. You know, my next half or full marathon, I want to run the first two miles in a certain way because I think I've gone out too fast recently. Or um, I know another goal I have for my, my future marathon is making sure that I get nutrition right along the way, which I think is it's a very specific goal. I want to make sure that I'm eating and drinking appropriately.
0: Yeah, I think that's very important for for you because you have not been playing with nutrition um, in your training and in your fueling. And I think that's going to make a huge difference for you and your time um, in the marathon because that's obviously hugely important when you're running that kind of distance. Um, So great. And so the next key um, to setting good goals would be to have a timeline and not just any timeline, but a reasonable timeline. You don't want to, you know, say, you know, like in our example from before, you're not going to go from a four and a half hour marathon to a sub three hour marathon in a year, most likely. I mean, I don't even know if that's possible. I mean, I don't don't like to say anything's impossible ever, but that seems pretty, pretty out of reach.
1: Well, I mean, you're definitely not going to, you can see, find couch to 5k plans, But you don't often see couch to marathon plans in sixteen weeks. That's an unreasonable timeline. You know, you need you need something where you know that you can make the the progressions. That it's a gradual progression because that's what running is. It's a continuous, gradual progression.
0: Yeah, and it's a lifelong journey. That's what things. One of the things that I know bothers the two of us when people just say they've never run a step in their life and they say I want to run a marathon this year. like, that's probably not the best goal. Like, can you achieve it? Yes. I mean, you could complete a marathon within a year, but it's not going to feel good. You're not going to do great. Like, I mean, there's just, there's so many variables in it. Like running is a journey. Running is a progression. Like there are steps along the way and it's important to take those steps. And It's important to look at the timeline and set a reasonable timeline. You know, your goal, if you've never run before, should not be to complete a marathon in 16 weeks. It just, I'm sorry. People might argue with me on this. I know that there's people out there that think everybody can do a marathon or everybody should do a marathon. And I just, I don't think it's a good goal for someone that's never run a step in their life. to to achieve within a short period of time. Like if you want to run a marathon, fantastic. But make sure that you give yourself enough time to achieve that goal in the way that you want to achieve it.
1: Yeah. depending on your starting point, that timeline might be five years. Yeah. It could take a while.
0: It could. It could. So when you're looking at goals that have such a huge timeline, it's important to set those halfway goals and shorter goals along the way. And this is key number four that we have here in, in setting good goals is make your bigger goals into smaller goals and set a goal, you know, at, at your halfway point and then even break that down even further. And depending on how long your goal is or you know how long your timeline is to achieve your goal, I should say. You know, break it up into several wins along the way, because you know it's just gonna take a really long time and it's gonna be hard to maintain a certain level of motivation if you're not seeing progress and you're not getting little wins along the way
1: yeah, I like that when uh, when I first was thinking about this and I thought, okay, this is good for setting key goals, and I first put this topic down there as when you're goal setting for like a marathon, you might want to race, you know, some practice training run, a hard thing where you're checking yourself Four to six weeks out to make sure that it's going well. But I like where you took that of on the big, broad picture of your running journey of life. You want smaller goals along the way. You know, if your goal is to eventually take 30, 45 minutes off your marathon time, great. You might want some steps. You might want a half marathon. You might want to spend like a year, focus on getting your 5k faster. So you have the speed before you start going back up to the long distance and trying to make sure that you can do that. If you can run the short stuff faster, you don't have to dip into the well as much when you're going at the slower pace of a marathon. It's amazing what 5k training pace can do for a marathon run.
0: Yeah. I have a friend right now actually that has run half marathons in the past multiple times. And she decided for herself that this season, this, you know, racing season, season, she wasn't going to run any longer races. She only wants to focus on her 5k and getting faster. That's her goal for this year, you know, this, this six month period. And she'll, you know, she plans to get back into her half marathons and stuff in the future, but not right now because she really wants to just work on her speed.
1: Awesome. I think that's, uh, that's pretty much it for our, our big keys. Um, a few extra ones when you're goal setting with someone who's very new to running, Um, this one came, comes up every year when the new freshmen roll into cross country of how do you goal set for someone who you have no idea how fast they can be, you know, when they start the season at 35 minutes and the end the season under 25, it's really tough to help them pick a timeline in there. So one of the big things to focus on is how do you want to feel throughout the race? I know we kind of said it again, but this is so key for new runners is how do you want to feel not just at the end, but literally how you want to feel the entire time you're running, be very specific throughout each part of the race.
0: Cool. And then, um, you know, a lot of new runners also, a lot of the goals at the beginning is just, I want to finish a 5K. I want to finish a 10K. I want to finish a half marathon. I want to finish a marathon. Like just finishing those certain distances um, is a great goal. And then you can take that one step further by, you know, f- like what Kevin was saying of, you know, how you're going to feel when you accomplish that goal. And then you can, you know, get into times and all that stuff down the road but um you know i think that when you're a new runner or if you're helping you know a new runner to tr- to try to set goals you need to be also willing to change those goals constantly as that person or as you if it's you um learns how to run you know learns what it feels like to run what it should feel like what easy run should feel like what hard run should feel like what races should feel like i mean that's not that doesn't just come naturally. Like that takes time and, and experience to figure out how things are supposed to feel, how hard you're able to push yourself, you know, how to pace yourself through various distances. Like that all comes. And so your goals have to also be flexible and they have to be will you know, change, be be willing to change over time.
1: I have a couple of things on that. you covered so many good points right there. One that I want to hit on is I think one of the biggest differences between, you know, your, your average everyday out there running runner and like the elites is the the number of levels that that runner can tune into. You know, a normal runner has easy, they've got hard, and maybe there's a medium gear also. Elites have like fifteen levels they can tap into. Yeah, that's you know, true. Oh I need to hit this one. Oh now I need to go up just a little bit and I've got my and it's amazing the the time that that these elite runners have been going, they can just key in on so many different effort levels. That's such a big thing that you gain through so much running.
0: Yeah, I I mean, totally right. And I'm by no means elite, but I just know that in the training that I've been doing over the last couple months when you've been helping me to improve my speed, For the 5K and everything, just the different workouts that you have me doing, you know, the different tempo runs and interval runs and steady state runs and all these different types of speed workouts that I've been doing have really helped me to understand what different paces feel like in my body and how, you know, I should feel during a race. Like, okay, this is what this pace feels like and on this day with this much sleep. And, you know, you're just fine tuning. And obviously the elites and the professionals do this day in and day out and they get paid to do this and nothing else. And so they can figure out, I mean, those elite athletes, elite runners just know their bodies so unbelievably well. Um, And, you know, as you continue to run and train, like you'll get to learn your body as well too if you pay attention to it. That's the key is that you need to key into how these things are feeling. And if you pay attention to how you're feeling, you're going to be able to kind of, key into that during races. And that's going to help make you a better runner. It's going to help make you um, faster and also able to achieve those feeling goals and and all that good stuff like we were talking about before. Okay, so let's personalize this a bit, Kevin. And um, when we're talking about setting some goals here, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your goal setting for the new year?
1: Okay. So my training has been a little scattered for the last few months. Um, we talked about that in, in a previous episode, but I finally, I've got a goal. I've got a, a race picked out. There's a half marathon out on the horizon in the middle of March. And, um, once that race was there, then I had to stop and stop and think about it and be like, Hmm, how fast am I supposed to run that thing? And I was trying to even figure out what my, my previous half marathon time was. And, uh, cause it's been, six years or so since well, your,
0: I, your best time is one eleven.
1: Right. My best time was the first time I did it. And I'm not even sure I can hit that time again. I'm not sure if that's my goal. I, I was thinking about this and my goal is it's a bit specific. It's an hour and 12 minutes and four seconds.
0: Wow. That is very specific. How did you get to that goal? So,
1: <laughs> so five thirty pace is an hour and 12 minutes and five seconds. Okay. And, um, and so I go one second faster than that.
0: Okay. I like it. So is that your like which goal is that on our levels of goals here that we were talking about before?
1: Mm, happy? That's okay. that's my happy goal. All
0: right. And what's your high level goal?
1: Oh man, you're going to make me say it out loud.
0: I am. That's uh, what we just talked about.
1: <laughs> 110.
0: Ooh, I like it. And what pace is that?
1: Uh, really, really fast.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, d- I can't even, that's not even like on my radar at all. Um, people are like, oh, how fast is your husband? I'm like really, really, really <laughs> fast. Um, so yeah, so, th- so that's awesome. Um, and then do you have any other like kind of goals along the way, but besides just your time goals?
1: What? Well, it's part of how I want to achieve that race is I really want to make sure that I don't go out, uh, foolishly. My first marathon, I went out way too fast. I was so excited. They fired the gun and suddenly I'm flying. And I'm like with
0: like a 25 year old that you were racing against.
1: I literally coached against this kid back when he was in high school. Yeah, I didn't know it at the time, but I looked up the results and I'm like, Oh, I coached against him. He won States.
0: Yeah. I remember (laughs) when you were running that marathon because, um, there was a cool app that gave me updates on my phone like when you si- when you hit certain time spots along the way and it was like oh Kevin's 5k time Kevin's 10k time Kevin's half time and I'm like holy cow he is flying right now oh my gosh he either feels amazing and is having the race of his life or this is going to be very rough second half of the race. No,
1: nope, blew up. Totally blew up. <laughs> w- wanted to just lay down and die in the last six miles. <laughs> but you
0: still got second place. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, this is true. But it's it's one of those out and backs. Uh, it actually went out and back in both directions. It annoyingly crossed the fin- the starting line at the half marathon point. Yeah. So I had to run a half one direction and then the other way. But running back in, as much as I don't like running through the crowd on the way back in, everybody was cheering. And so I think that's the only reason that I kept running the entire way back in is there was constant cheering
0: yeah because you had all the half marathoners that had gone that direction that were then cheering you as you ran by them
1: right so there was a lot of yelling otherwise i think i would have been i don't know 10 minutes slower like easily 10 minutes slower all right so that's my uncomfortable announcement of the goal how about you what do you got out there
0: (laughs) well um my goal for next year is to run another half marathon. I haven't run a half in six years, and I've never run one as a mother of two um, because you know my training got derailed and life got in the way, and I made lots of excuses and all that good stuff. And so now I'm back on the training train and um, the training train.
1: Choo choo. <laughs>
0: So I've decided to do another half marathon, which I'm very excited about. And um, but I do have a very scary goal, and that is to break two hours in the half.
1: Woohoo! The sub two club.
0: Yeah, I think that um, that's part of the reason that I don't think I've run one up until now because I didn't want to just run another one. Like I did the first half marathon was my goal was to finish the marathon, and my my that was my goal. I was going to be happy with that goal, and then my like. Higher level goal was to run a 10 minute pace throughout, so that would be like a two hours and 11 minutes, and that's exactly what I hit. So um, I achieved both of my goals in that half. So I knew that my next goal wasn't going to be just to finish a half marathon. I'm going to want to, you know, push my time and, and run a much faster time than I did in the previous one. And so I I have been scared. I'm just going to say that, like I've been scared to do it up until this point. And um, so here I am, back on the train.
1: I love it. Both of us achieved big goals the last time we went out and raced these kind of distances. I mean, last marathon I ran, I I won. Last Last half marathon you ran, you achieved both your I'll be happy with and I'll be ecstatic with goals. It's hard to make the next one.
0: Yeah. It is. It's funny. Goals goals kind of are funny that way. Like once you achieve the goal, then you're like, "Okay, well, now what?" You know? So then then that's uh, I think that's the topic for another episode though, cuz we're already going over time here. Um so linking it to real life like we normally do. I mean, I think the connection in this episode is pretty obvious um because, you know, goal setting is something that we need to do in all areas of our life, not just running. It's something that we need to do And in every aspect, if we really want to continue to just progress as human beings.
1: Right. I mean, we've been covering it throughout this whole thing. If you're trying to hit any sort of goal running or life, you need to have a very clear, large goal out there. And if it's so big that it's kind of far away, you need to break it down into smaller goals that you can achieve, that you can hit your wins along the way, but still steadily progressing towards that big picture out there.
0: Yeah. But, you know, it's not always easy either to like have the goal goal setting uh, mentality kind of carry over from different aspects of your life to other aspects. Like that's kind of what you and I have been talking about a lot lately with starting this new business and this new podcast and everything.
1: Yeah, I know. I've always been pretty good at setting goals in my running. You know, put a big thing out there, set up a training plan, work really hard and try to achieve it. But it doesn't carry over to planning out life goals or business goals. I've been much more prone to setting the small goals that I can reasonably achieve without a whole heck of a lot of effort involved. Like beige? I've been beige. I've had a lot of beige goals on that.
0: We're looking for a, for a rainbow of goals this year. Yeah,
1: I got all sorts of colors when it comes to running, but let's have let's have a wide variety when it comes to life. Let's have several big achieving goals that you have to work really hard for.
0: Yeah, and you know it's not always easy to let that carry over, but it's definitely important. And we've we're definitely seeing the the gains that we're starting to, to get, you know, in our personal lives, as we're starting to kind of push outside our comfort zone and set bigger goals for ourselves and for our family and for our business.
1: Right. But they're scary. I mean, it's as scary as, as it is to say one twelve. It, it's scary to say, and now we're going to shoot. It was scary to say, now we're going to start a podcast. Yeah. Like it's a scary thing. It should push you out of your comfort zone, but when you do it, then you're so much more satisfied with the result
0: because you're putting yourself out there and then, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up for other people to judge, you and, you know, you're setting yourself up to either succeed or fail or whatnot. And, you know, one of the things that I think that keeps me going, the thing that I like to think about now, since I have been trying to get over this fear of failure, is that nothing is a failure. Everything that we do is simply an experiment. And the only time you fail is when you quit.
1: Yes, that's a great quote. I also like, I would much rather say, oh, well, than what if?
0: Yeah, I love that one also. Well, that sounds like the perfect way to end this episode. So thank you guys for spending this time with us today. And if you'd like a little bit of help setting goals for the new year, we've created a worksheet for you. So if you go over to com slash episode 14, you can find the download right there. Just click on the link, enter your email address, and it'll get sent right to you. So it'll just be a one-page thing where you can kind of start setting goals for yourself because when you write goals down, it makes them real and it makes them um, something that you're going to want to work hard towards. So go on over to realliferunnerspodcast.com slash episode 14 and check that out. We hope you have a great day and keep on running.